You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Oniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast that was not going to happen. <laughs> a podcast I didn't really want to do. The The next episode was going to be a flyer with Dudu interview Sunday night. That was going to be amazing. But the demands came and the people said, we want to hear you tonight. So here we are. It's probably going to be quick. I really, I've said it multiple times. I have not... Not much care for this national team these days, but I don't know where to begin. So Greece goes out. Project Qatar is over for um, for Greece. I guess we'll. I'll, I'll start by saying the lineup was was a five three two. I want to say like with it was Mahalo. a three five two three five two. Yeah, okay, three five two. Uh, Mandalos got his first start for the national team in a long time. Uh, Yanulis was the captain, which was a bit strange, but mm-hmm. okay. Well, Stafilidis is out. Bacasetas is out. But anyway, so um, that was it. And I don't know. The team just, I, I felt like in the first 10 minutes, it was like, oh, okay, they're up for it. But then afterwards, it was just like, it was, I don't know. Like they were almost scared to play. Does that make sense? Like it was like, we're playing Spain. Like, let's just not get pumped. Like, five or six goals, and I, I, I think they knew. Like, the, the newspapers were ready to write. Like, this team sucks. We got pumped five or six goals. So like, okay, let's keep it respectable, and let's let's ride off into the distance. I, I don't know. It just felt like I. I think we wrote on our Twitter like it was almost like a friendly at times. Mm-hmm. It was just like you have the ball now. We try to pass the ball, but we can't. And then you have the ball some more. It was just, I don't know. There was no relationship with that first half in Sweden as well. The first game with Sweden, which was quite good. I I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, JVS went for, uh, John Van Schiep, that is, went for a 3-5-2 uh, or a 3-4-1-2 with Madalos being more of a number 10. Uh, he went for his usual um, tactic of using Tsimikas as a left uh, centre-back and Yanulis at the uh, left-back. Uh, Kostadinos Levoyanis rightly uh, brought up uh, John Van Schiep's uh, interview with Sport24 where he thinks that Yanulis uh, uh, is better going forward than Tsimikas. I personally don't agree because uh, uh, Tsimikas has started six times for Liverpool this season and all those six times Liverpool did not concede a goal with Tsimikas in the starting lineup. I don't see any other Greek player that is in better form than Simikas, and I feel like this was the kind of game we needed him to move forward and uh, move the ball, throw his crosses. Uh, obviously, not a lot of uh, choices for centre-back, but maybe a different kind of formation with four at the back and Simikas at the left, but he wanted both him and Yanoulis. Uh 
excuses. Yes, there were a lot of injuries. Pacasetas was injured, Fortunis was injured, Kurbelis Galanopoulos was not there, Bakakis was not there, but it's not like we got a lot of depth. Uh, there's there's also those three players who just, you know, were not part of the team anymore. And uh, we don't talk about that. We don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> well, I'm always going to talk about that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. You're feel free on here. You're allowed on other places. Yeah. You're not allowed. Well, but. basically I'll start with the things that I liked. First off, I really liked Gutas's block on uh, who was it? It was RDT. Wasn't it RDT? Uh, what, what also I had a question about that. What the hell was that? Was that like his first middle and last name? Like what it was, the hell it was, was the full thing. It was the full thing. It was a, it was his full name. Uh, his name is how, not RDT. How do you even pronounce that? Is that real? Are you serious? Oh no, no, no. Well, I Googled well, it or I see it. His name is Raul de Thomas, so yeah, RDT. Raul de Thomas, so he does go with RDT, uh, you know, for you know to make it quicker. That, that is was, so I, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe. Anyway, that was one of the highlights of my game. Seeing RDT, I was like, "What is that in reference to? Is that a band? Is that a rapper?" But yeah, I actually never heard of him beforehand. I mean, I'm a, and yeah. I'm ashamed to say that. He, he um, seemed decent, though. No, <laughs> Spain were good. remarkable. Spain were amazing. They played really, really well. Uh, they held the possession. They held. They controlled tempo. They um, they played this usual system where they they tire you. They frustrate you. They they find spaces. They uh, they move you around so much that you just lose hope that you're not going to get the ball. And when you do get the ball, you don't know what to do with it. But they still only needed a pen to beat us. Still though, Greece. Yeah. Greece remains the kind of team that just cannot react after conceding first. We had yeah. that for a very long time. We had that during the heyday that, you know, we didn't think this Greece team could come back with two goals because we were so defensive. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of questions moving forward. Uh, yeah. There's so many limitations this team has and uh, a lot of questions about the coaching as well moving forward. I don't know. What did you think? What did you think, Labro? I just thought there was no heart. Like, I just thought, you know, a player who maybe would have been nice to have on the field tonight was Zeka, who's, of course, out. Although he's limited technically, I think he's a player with heart. I, I think back to that game in, against Belgium where we lost at home. I remember Zeka scored the goal. Zeka was all over the pitch, even though we lost. Like, a player like that was huge. But mm, I, I just... I don't know. I expected more. Like, I wonder, did no one tell them before the match? Like, Sweden drop dropped. Like, they they lost to Georgia. We can do this. Like, we just need to scrap a win, and we're in it. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it seemed like a lot of players were scared. Like, Thanasis Andruzzo seemed scared out of his mind tonight. It was horrific. He was very poor. Um. Buhalak, he's coming back from injury. He hasn't played for Olympiacos for a few matches now. Looked looked a bit rusty. Madalos was was a disappearing act as well. Madalos was very poor. And I always thought Madalos is a bit, you know, like I think um, he can do it when he has time. I just don't think he's a high-end footballer. You know what I mean? Like he can produce and create in the Super League and when he's time on the ball. But I've just never has seen him as a European caliber player, like playing Europa League, playing in Champions League. I just, I think he's a creative player who needs a lot of time on the ball, to be honest. I just never, 
got that feeling that he would ever become a big player and he really hasn't i guess um I I I don't know what your other option is playing uh, Belkas, who I guess has been having, who had a good last season in Turkey. I don't think it's been going great this season, but I don't know. It's um, I I, I don't know what to say. Like um, that was a big reason I was like, well, why am I coming on? Like I I, I just you just wanted to see some something you know from from some of these guys like i have very low expectations like i was expecting a loss but it would have been better if we lost three or four nil and there was a bit of like let's go for them you know what i mean and it was just like no we're we're here to 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 close shop you know it was disappointing well Personally, I did see heart from the Greek players. I did. I do think that they wanted this, and I do think that those players dig playing for the Greek national team compared to uh, the post World Cup in 2014. After that World Cup, uh, I seem to remember back then they they saw it as a chore, whereas now they do dig playing for it, but they're not showing it, and that's because there's limitations from those players. I said it a while back that uh, you can't blame the players because that's what they know and that's what they do. Uh, there are other Greek players who have a lot of experience playing at top level and the Champions League, but they're not there now. This team is, the backbone of this team is consisted of players who have either never won a game in the Champions League or have never even been in the Champions League before. Or even Europa League, to be honest. Or even... Gutas, Gutas last season was playing for Atromidos. Like I know he's been having a good season in Turkey, but it seems like we say that of every single footballer from Greece who goes to Turkey. Like every Greek footballer, I can't think of one who has gone from Greece to Turkey and it's been like, nope, blah blah blah, failed in Turkey. You know what I mean? So, like Turkey's not a big league. I, it's not, not a big, a big league, league, and it's been especially exposed. now. Like, look uh, what's happened to Besiktas in the Champions League. Look at what we saw with Fenerbahce. I just, I think it's just a bit overhyped. And a lot of times we hear, oh, Gutas is playing great in Turkey. Like, mm. Bakasetas is one of the best players in Turkey this season. Pelkas as well. And it just makes me think, like, how long did Pelkas, how long did Bakasetas play in Greece? And we were always just like, okay, they're, like, good players. They can play... Uh, for, for their team, but they're not next level players. And then they go to Turkey and it's like, we're hearing all of these things about they're going off to a big league soon and they're fantastic. And I think that's really missing. That's a good point you made. Um, again, I was watching the game with a friend. I've been doing that recently. And I'm just going to look at the roster. And I, I I said to him, he said to me, he, he was like, you know, your team really lacks quality outside of Lajodimos and Chimikas, like high-end quality. And then I, I, I was like, okay, that's true. Let me try and think of it. Mandalos, like I said, I don't think is great. Pavlidis is young and wasteful, I believe. Pujalakis, we know the limit of. Siopis is 28 and kicking around in the Turkish league. Masuras, I didn't get why he subbed off. And why he started as a second striker yeah, as well. If, it, if he was really going to go for it, I think you you drop Madalos and you play Tolis. But, okay, Andrutsos, not a right back. Gutas. Gutas, I feel like, has been... You know how old Gutas is? Like, people are like, oh, Gutas, he's 28 years old. 
Zavellas as well. And you think of that and you're like, yeah, high-end talents who could play on Champions League teams in Europe? Vlahodimos and Chimikas. And and I think Masuras is slowly entering the conversation of a player who could go to a top five league. I know I read Roma was is knocking about. There's this, I don't I, I thought he played great today. Like the one goal that was offside that Greece had was I a, a fantastic finish from uh, Masuras. I I don't know what to say. Like it, it, it's almost like there is a lack of high end talent. Like it's a in between generation moment for. The nation and i don't know there is talent in there is talent in greek football there's not much but there is talent that is not being used i i dread the moment costas fortunis comes back from injury i really do dread that moment because i'm afraid that he's going to go back to the greek bench when he comes back that uh, he's going to be on the bench so that bacasetas will be catered to yeah and Fortunis is a very rare talent for Greek football because we breed defenders, we create defenders. And here's a number 10 who knows how to play football. He knows how to move the ball forward. He knows how to pick the team up during difficult times. He did that in Europe last season for Olympiakos against PSV Eindhoven. Uh, and he's done it throughout the years. And he had probably the best manager in the world in Pep Guardiola looking for him. Even though he didn't play, he had him talking about him in his post-match press conference. And here's the Greece national team boss who lacks a lot of talent, and he has that player. And yeah, we'll put him on the bench, and he'll come on for the last ten to fifteen. Yeah, minutes. and but who knows what Fortunis will be after a second knee surgery as well? Like I, at Olympiakos, I think it's just like if we get anything from Fortunis moving forward, it's a positive after after the injuries he suffered and. I, I don't know. Like, I I think there is some talent in this team. If you bring back the three names mentioned, Gutas should not be playing for the Greek national team. I know he was all right tonight, but to be honest with you, and Savelas, I know Savelas has been fine when he's played. He, he's been benched at Ike for Mitoglu, the, the yeah. brother of the basketball player, which is so funny. I, I, and he's I, a he left got, back as well. Yeah, and so... He, yeah, I, I just don't get it, you know, to, to be honest with you. I, well, so I, I think I got into it, a guy in the like last break, I made it a joke about Manulas coming back and for national, it's different for national teams. I remember saying to this guy because national teams, you're limited. So you just take your best and you try to make it work. You know what I mean? Like there's no time for egos and we'll figure it out like especially for a smaller country when you have players who play in champions league playing top five leagues and have played in big european matches have won against the likes of barcelona and gone deep into the champions league with borussia dortmund you can't drop players like that for players who are just playing for the first time outside of atromitos or mid-table turkish teams it's just you're setting yourself up to fail. And I remember saying last um, last international break, uh, the problem with Mavropanos at the moment and playing by himself is he he he's never played a high-pressured game in his life. He's, he's now starting to play top five league football, but he's never played in Europe. He's never played must-win game in Europe. He's never played away, a big away game. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I remember saying that game in Stockholm was probably the first time a lot of those players had played in the, in front of that many people with that much pressure on a game. And it got to them clearly because a lot of them have never played before in that level. So, Well, I mean, in general, it feels, it feels like there's something's going on when it comes to talent, really, really, ta- when it comes to the talented players, uh, we got those three that are not part of the team anymore. Costas Fortunis, when he was fit, he was somewhere between the bench and, you know, he would, sometimes he would start, sometimes he wouldn't. In my opinion, Fortunis is the kind of player you build this team around. Uh, Masuras and Buhalakis didn't see much game time and during JBS's uh, first years. He, uh, he preferred, Lim- during his first days, he preferred Limnios over Masuras. He preferred Kurbelis over Buhalakis. He preferred Yanulis over uh, Tsimikas. Uh, obviously, my, the player I want to see coming to the Greek national team and who has repeatedly said he wants to play for the Greek national team because there's no chance he will ever go to the English national team is George Baldock. Not too sure what's going on with his uh, with all the uh, with his paperwork, but I seem to remember Jose Colevas and Carlos Zeca's paperwork didn't take that didn't take very long, uh, and we don't have any right backs. You know, I mean, yeah. Andrutsu's not a right back. Bakakis doesn't play for Ike. Mavrias doesn't play for in Cyprus. I I don't know. Is there anyone else? Like, is there? I've heard people bring up names like. Kitsu, Kitsu, what what's his name? He played for Pauk like ages ago. And then Kotsiras of Panathinaikos, who's had a poor start to the season as well. It's like, yeah, yeah. are these uh, really <laughs> the, the, I, there's they always throw out names? They're like, well, it, it would all be better if we had Yanni Masuras like playing for like Sparta Rotterdam, like the worst team in the air to be. You know what? People just like what whatever they don't have, they throw out. They're like, I remember with people would complain about Bacasetas and they're like, why don't we play Mandalos? Mandalos comes and it's like, Mandalos doesn't play good. It's like, why don't we play Pelkas? Pelkas doesn't play good. Like, it's like, fucking hell, you know? So, no, we, there's always, we always have that. But, uh, yeah. it's but, just like, but the right back specifically, really... it's like, there's, they, they find people from the middle of nowhere and they're like, but what about blah, blah, blah from the Turkish second division? It's like, is that really going to solve our problems? Like we're just looking for, for a shit show here. But I, I just don't understand how JVS makes makes the call ups. I yeah. uh, Kolovos is another one. I mean, there's a player who gave his soul, left his soul at the Santiago Bernabeu and helped and helped put together probably the biggest yeah. upset in Champions League history. Sheriff Tiraspol winning at the Santiago Bernabeu against Real Madrid. Yeah. Kolovos doesn't get a call up, and Athanasiadis doesn't get a call up until Viudis gets injured. Yeah, Diodis is now on the bench at Panathinaikos behind the Italian who came from a bottom team in Italy. It's just that, I mean, the bar is Otto de Hagel. And when I think about new managers, I it's impossible for me not to make a, a bit of a distinct, a, a bit of a comparison. Like I do when they have new managers uh, at Olympiacos, I compare them with Valverde. Mm. So... When it comes to JVS, I don't consider him like an anti-Rehagel kind of persona, but I consider him the reverse Rehagel. Because back in the Otto Rehagel years, there was a rule that Otto Rehagel had. You want to play for me. If you play in Greece, then your team needs to be playing in Europe. If you play abroad, you need to be 
in the top level. I'm talking Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, uh, Liga, maybe the Eredivisie as well. Mm. And you need to be playing as well. You need to be getting minutes. Whereas now it's the exact opposite. You got players that have never even smelled European football being the backbone of the team. And those who do have the experience, they're somewhere between the bench and their sofas back home. Mm. Manolas Papastathopoulos and Siobas are done as long as JVS is in this team. Yeah. And I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to stay. And I, I see why they would like there's, him. Uh, I, I like to read the tea leaves in these things. Um, there were, The Sport 24 interview came out for a reason. I, I always have the opinion that things in Greek media, you can read the tea leaves about these things. The Hellenic Football Association as well as John Van Schip giving a long interview, a very flowery interview to Sport 24, yeah. we can say that. Was there really yeah. that many hard questions? You can read the tea leaves were, of where think, that's going. I think, I think there were. I mean, when there I were saw questions it, about uh, Siovas and Manulas, and, but and it didn't really poke. There were, and then, <laughs> but you get what I mean. Like they gave an interview, they knew these questions would be asked, but there was a lot of flowery questions as well and i i feel like i've who, who am i talking to a reporter as well i i feel like sometimes you can read the room with some articles come out and some of the rumors that have leaked i think for sure that jvs is going to get uh, euro 2024 and to be honest um i don't know uh, would sacking him be that much like, what would we get in return? I, I don't think there's anything we would get in return. I I posed this question one time. I think you were on the episode as well. You go back and look at the coaches post yeah. Raineri, and it's like most of them aren't even coaching anymore. It's it's insane. Yeah. Like, uh, even uh, Skibe, who we consider fondly or was better one, he's now like a youth assistant coach at Borussia Dortmund. Like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just what I mean. Like, um, like people say all the time, like the players need to perform, the players need to perform. Well, also we haven't had like a high end manager in a very long time. Like we haven't, uh, JVS was, um, from Australia, like no offense to, to people from there and the league there, but he was in Mexico as well with Guadalajara. He was in Mexico, he was, yeah. He was in Svole as well. Uh, and he was never an international team coach as well, if I'm correct. He was so, an assistant in it with the Netherlands and Ajax as well. Yeah, so it's just like the, it seems like the team is set up for failure as well. It seem, it would make more sense to hire someone like who has experience with a national team who is, I don't know, <laughs> done it before i know people will say well they brought in anastasiadis well he was like 70 years old and praying to god that we would win he would blame jesus christ when we lost if i remember correctly so i don't know well i feel like jvs i mean first off i really need to say this i think jvs is a really nice guy to me he comes across as a nice guy he seems decent he seems like the kind of guy who could have a nice discussion you know he seems he seems yeah, I feel okay. like you you could uh, have a beer and watch a game with him and discuss football, and it would be fantastic because he's Dutch as well. They like to talk football, and they know they do know about. Fo- I've always said this to well, I'm half Dutch as well, but uh, they know football, and when you speak with just regular Dutch people, they know football more than casual fans as well. 
Um, when I was in uh, Amsterdam, uh, some uh, residents told me that um, those who have played in Ajax or coached at Ajax, they do have a certain swagger. In they they are, but they can be a bit arrogant, but not John Van Sieve. They told me John Van Sieve is one of the few guys who is so who, whose whose feet are who keeps his feet in the ground, and he's not at all arrogant, and he does look like that. And when it comes as a coach, you know what? I'm going to say this. I think at best he's just a a very good pair of safe hands, safe pair yeah. of hands. He's the kind of guy who's going to take over and he's going to make sure you're not going to make a complete ass out of yourself. Like if it, if there was relegation involved, he wouldn't get you relegated. Yeah, That's the kind of manager he is. And but he's not the manager who's yeah. going to take you to the next level. He's not but uh, this is my question. With John Van Schip, considering how big the year, the Euros is now, how many teams is it? It's 32, is it now? Yes. Or is it even? So... It's not difficult to qualify for the Euros. Even if you get third place, I believe you can do a playoff, right? It's the first two qualify and then third place do it. I seem to remember that. I seem to remember it this way, yeah. So when we say it like that. There's the Nations League as well. Yeah, it's almost like, well, maybe just give it to him. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he went, he beat Sweden. He got the draw at Spain. He went toe to toe. And. The conditions for a Greek football coaches. The second division started last weekend. Yeah, the, that was the latest start in all of in, in, in all of Europe. It's insane. The, the conditions are terrible in Greek football, and he he has done a little social media and talking about this on the radio. I think the the number of Greek footballers, specifically young players who play in the top five clubs in Greece, is very minimal. It's very difficult. And I don't want to be the one being like, oh, JVS, blah, blah, blah. Here's the like the the campaign to save his ass. But like for anyone taking the job, like it's difficult situation in Greece. Like it's it's very difficult. And I think even though we can disagree with him on a lot of things, I think he's come in and understood the issues quite well. And maybe he's a limited manager, but I think he's motivated quite a few of these guys. Tonight was disappointing. Tonight was, I don't even know what the hell tonight was, but like, if we want to make a tournament, we'll firing JVS and bringing in another coach who God knows where he's been. I I don't know. I, I'm going to link an article. I read uh, an article by Carpetopoulos, and it said yeah. if... Martins leaves tomorrow. What happens at Olympiacos? And he was saying, like, a new manager comes in and he solves all the issues and we're winning. And now the refs give us penalties and everything. There's this idea that, like, new managers come in and it's like, whoo, beautiful. We're off to the get go. I'm going to link, well, I'll send you at least the article. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was really is... good. It was yeah. really good. I think the title was, was something. Yeah. Yeah. And if he left tomorrow, Martins, like question mark, basically like what would happen? And it was a fantastic article. Yeah. And something needs to, to happen. And it's, I, I'll link that article as well on our Twitter. But anyway, I want to take the comments because we, we like to do the comments and I haven't been bringing them up. Sorry. So we'll, we'll cut in. This will be our third host tonight. So starting from the top, we have from TikTok clips. Wow. TikTok itself is in the building. And he says, or she, she says, he says, who knows? Greece, 
Greece today played without heart. We were horrible. Fanship out. There you go. I think that's an opinion being held by a lot of people. Fetanos goes, I missed my damn deadline for the game. JVS owes me a beer. Unlucky man. Mad that was played today. Yeah, that's a good question as well. Trying to imagine where we would be with Skibbe. Uh, it was falling uh, well, off I there mean, at the end with Skibbe. I think it was time for both parties to go. But the yeah, but he time. got less opportunities than JVS. Yeah, true. He but, did get less. And he he was at the tail end of Mitroglu, and he was trying to play Velios, Diamanto course. I, I like he 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 was he was trying to play also. Kuluris, like they really were screwed on strikers back then as well. Like, well, we, it was, we still are. We still are. And Fetanos comes back. Chimikas was better offensively as a center back than Jan Nulis at left wing slash wing back. I want to talk about Jan Nulis as we go forward as well. Costa coming in for the comment session. A national team without a proper football stadium. A national team without a fit for purpose training ground. A national team with a manager that can't imagine a national team in the image of EPO, the Hellenic Football Organization. Fair enough, Costa. And this is from the OLB. Uh, they do also the No Choftas podcast of Stell. There's no structure or imagination with the squad. We agree with you. Was Yakomakis in the squad? No, he was not he in the squad, which is interesting. And Actually, we have from- ever since he started yeah. scoring all those goals, he uh, Yakomakis hasn't... Uh, hasn't been playing in attack. And the, yeah. when he was scoring all those goals for Fenlo, he was arguably the most informed Greek player in the world. And he yeah. wasn't playing up front, leading the attack. He scored yeah. more goals than Pavlidis, and Pavlidis was ahead of him. Yeah. And Kostak here goes, the reason we don't produce attacking talent, Kostara, is because we sign Ronnie Lopez and freeze out for Sai, example. So, but sometimes Versailles Ronnie... Is getting, but sometimes, got a, sorry, yeah. sorry, go ahead. The, so the Ronnie Lopez has to sometimes turn into... Kevin Miralases, like sometimes it happens. You get a player and you try to recover them. I remember Kevin Miralas when he came to Olympiacos wasn't much in France. And And sometimes you strike out, you know, and we've struck out a lot recently. Costa says since Rota signed for Ike, there was no reason for him to be called up anymore. That's a good point. A lot of people talk about this as well, that certain players play for the national team to get sign-ins, to get moves abroad. Who knows whether that's true, but Lazarus Rota, has moved to Ike and has started playing for Ike. And since then, he hasn't been called up to the national team. Interesting. Uh, from Dimitris, which high-end coach would want to come? Which high-end coach would want to come and coach Grace? Fair enough. I think the point I'm trying to make is not even high-end. Like, middle of the road. Like, just a, a person So who, when he is sacked, he's going to still coach football afterwards. Like, the standards are very low. Like... You know what I mean? It's uh, If you look at the list, I really recommend our listeners to do this. Google Greek national team coaches and go through everyone post-Santos. Claudio Raineri is still in a job, but the rest of them are retired, spending time with loved ones. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're just so traumatized from the Greek national team. They're done. Uh, we have this. Um, from we've across. mentioned Donis yeah. many times. We've mentioned Donis many times. Obviously, he Donis. would be the only option because he knows the players he knows how greek football works he knows how to deal with epo and you know you just give him the team and say you know just go with it uh other than that i think the best idea for greece would be but still you need good scouts there which we don't have because epo is a shambles you would need a manager that's just starting out like you know the likes of guardiola luis enrique jose Mourinho started who 
have who do understand how football is playing they're looking for a way in and you bring them into the greek national team they put they get you to the world cup or euros they put together some amazing performances and they introduce themselves to the world yeah that's what greece can hope for adonis yeah. or an upcoming uh genius yeah genius and i was listening uh there's agreement for for donis in the comments and and dimitris hit it again there's a lack of talent in the greek squad i i want to say um i like promoting other work as everyone can say i just promoted carpetopoulos's blog i'm gonna yeah. also uh shout out temis kesaris did and yeah. did a podcast after we beat sweden yeah. i don't remember the title i can look right now but it was fantastic and he he kind of said like look like what qatar like you're playing against sweden and spain teams that went pretty deep into the euros spain was an wasn't it a penalty shootout away from the final and which i would yeah. i believe they probably would have won they were playing fantastic football they outplayed the italians and lost on penalties um like he he kind of says like look we we think we're gonna qualify with two 22 year old strikers who've done nothing we have Zolis who's playing who's just starting to play chimikas who's starting to play like he said jvs has always been saying project qatar project qatar and that is to be like kind of like we have aspirations to make it to the world cup we're not shooting things down but the project has always been euro 2024 and he said that and he said we saw flashes of what the Greek national team can be on that night against Sweden in Oaka. And like, it, it was just very good. And he explains it so much better to me. I, 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 I honestly, I am looking for the title. I think it was the you one. What, on he, what else he said? September 9th. It was, it was very good. You know what else he said, which was very crucial. He said that in order to make the big competitions, the Euros, the World Cup, you need to be consistent. It's great that you don't lose. Yeah. It's great that you steal points from the big boys. He said that, but you're yeah. also not winning. And mm. you're not beating the small teams. You can't go. If we had beaten Georgia and Kosovo already. We would be perfect we have... tonight. We would be ready. We win Kosovo and we're looking at the table and we say we need we Spain would... to get a result and we're through. We need. We would have been on 13 points. We would, two, be, yeah. two behind Sweden, three behind Spain. If Spain beat Sweden, which they would have a lot of motivation to beat them because they want to finish first, first yeah. and we beat Kosovo, we would have been in the playoffs right now. Yeah, you gotta beat this, the, the little teams. Yeah. We're not consistent with this manager. This yeah. manager has no consistency, and and that big undefeated reign we had, it was against Minos, against Moldova, yeah. Slovenia, Kosovo, Georgia. We, we, and we didn't win half we of didn't those win games. we didn't win yeah and i it, it's great that you bring that up because i think that's why i'm not so upset tonight it's not so much oh god damn it's because we lost qualification not tonight we lost the qualification on that night in kosovo and, and that night in tumba against uh georgia like qualification wasn't lost tonight against star-studded spain it wasn't lost in Stockholm against a fantastic informed Sweden team. We did what we needed to do against Sweden and Spain. We got a point in Spain and we beat Sweden at home. Can I be a little gloomier than that? Go I ahead. think qualification was lost when we didn't win that goddamn Nations League group. Yeah. With Moldova, 
Georgia, uh, Moldova, Kosovo, Slovenia. Slovenia, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I remember seeing. I remember that qualification, and I, I, I just thought, well, that's, yeah, it's disappointing. But what are you gonna do? Like, I, so, and and for the record, let me point out that Slovenia finished fourth in their excuse me qualifying group so that's the level they finished behind slovakia croatia and russia so and that's 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 a much easier group than ours yeah much easier group than ours i'll tell you what i mean i also think jvs is staying but his nine lives are coming up real soon and uh well, the nine lives are going to end if we don't make it to Euro 2024. But in my opinion, if we manage to have something close to a functioning EPO, they should start thinking about the next day just in case JVS doesn't win the next Nations League group, which could be something ridiculously easy again. If we don't win it again, then maybe, I mean, if you can't win another easy group, then how are we going to qualify? And even if we do make it to the Euros, how far are we going to go there? Yeah, and I'm 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 seeing comments again from uh, Vios for a team that relies on counterattack. We seem puzzled when we got the opportunity to do so. It's a great point as well. I there were times when it's like people pass the ball back, and it's like, I, or or even there was a time where it was like someone was open to make a cross, and instead they decided no, like there was not enough people in the box. Well, okay, what are you going to do? Pass back? And that's what they did. And nothing happened. And then we have a comment from Dimitri Skindrek, the average age for both teams today. So I went ahead and did that. And the average age for the Greek national team tonight was 27 and a half years old. The average age for Spain tonight was 27 years old. So that's that. And according to Sofa score, which I just pulled up, Dimitris Yanoulis was the worst player on the pitch tonight for Greece. Uh, uh, with a 6.0 rating. And uh, the best was shared between Yorgos Avelas and Dimitris Kutas. So if that says anything to you, that's what I just saw. It, there's a lot of things I don't understand about how we move forward. There's a lot of things I don't understand about JVS. He's a manager that inherited a team of center backs and turned it into a team without any center backs with three left backs playing in defense in every game. Uh, there's no way Manolas, Papastathopoulos and Siovas are returning with this manager. We know this. It's a shame that their careers are probably going to yeah. end. Their international careers are probably going to end like this. Because yeah. uh, they're, they're very rare players, those three, plus Fortunis, who also rarely plays. And they're not getting what they deserve at international level. And it's a shame for us that we don't get to see those players playing together and not just that Costas Levoyani said it so put it put it together so nicely we have no personalities at the locker room there's no yeah. personalities there's no one there from the Premier League from La Liga from from the Serie A to go in there and you know help the younger players the, the, the less experienced players and show them what's up and just make them understand how they can improve themselves inspire them Tell them about their stories, how we got there, what you need to do, what is it that you're not doing on the pitch and I need you to do. 
They're all from mm. Greek. They're all from Greek from Greek teams that never played in Europe. They're all from Turkish leagues. It's, that yeah. doesn't work. No, it's a it's a huge problem. Like you know who has probably played this, like who in the Greek national team has probably played against a team like this. Not many, but you know who probably has Dimitri Silvas. Okay, he doesn't have a team at the moment, but how many Spanish teams has he played that play the exact same style of football? I remember when Olympiacos played Real Betis three years ago in the champion in the Europa League, and it was the same style of football we watched um, tonight from Spain. At least they know how to defend this style of football. They know how to play it. Costas Manolas as well has played in Champions League games. Socrates, of course, has played in big games as well against these type of opponents. It's it's just true. It's just you don't have the passing of the baton for the generations, you know, like that's it didn't happen for this national team. And there's a lot of players that you're looking at and you're you're thinking, what are they ever going to be um, like? We'll see. And Costa puts this question about and with that, I kind of want to wrap it up soon because. Yeah. Let's let's go to bed, you know. We got stuff to do tomorrow, <laughs> huh? So Costa goes, question to both. Yes or no to quota on minimum Greek players in match day squads in the Super League. Not that anyone will propose it. Geniuses. They're doing it in Turkey. Not. And they're, they're doing it in Turkey. Costa clarify that. And will increase every year. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I guess it's a good idea. Would it really help? I don't know. Has it really helped in Turkey? Obviously not. <laughs> Just maybe their national team actually is in fantastic shape. Someone, okay, they f- blew it in the Euros, but they're they're looking good to qualify. I think for uh, for the World Cup, like they have fantastic players abroad and whatever. Maybe it's something we could think of. Well, I mean, there's already a bit of a ca- uh, there's already a cap in uh, squads in terms of uh, European players and uh, non-European players you can have. So if you don't have the budget, then you do have mm. to play players from your own uh, country. But I mean, I, I see why Costa is asking that question. But to me, it yeah. sounds like there's there's still going to be a, a way and reason for uh, yeah. for us to bitch afterwards because you know if yeah. we can't get any more. If, if we only have to play Greek footballers, then you know they're going to be whinging about not being able to bring, you know, better players from abroad. I see yeah. what you mean, but the thing is, Costa, we already have talent, but it's, they, they don't get the opportunities they deserve. We they talked don't. about Afanasiadis and Kolovos. We talked about George Baldock. We talked about those three who have been kicked out of the team. We've talked about Costas Fortunis, who, you know, plays in, on the bench so that Bacasetas can start. There are good players. I'm going to tell you my ideal Greek uh, uh, Greece lineup that I, you know, Go, in my opinion, that's how we should ahead. be playing. 4 2 3 1, Vlachodimos in goal, Boldok on the right, Tsimikas on the left, Papastathopoulos Manolas at centre back, Zeka Buchalakis in midfield, Masuras on the right, Jolis on the left, Fortunis number 10, and up front, Yakumakis. Or Pavlidis, you know, if Yakumakis regains that amazing form from last season, it's Yakumakis or Pavlidis. That's the lineup I have. That's yeah. full of talent. There's so much talent in that lineup and experience from top level. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I I think that lineup's fine, and I think I I don't know. They're, the wing situation is quite bad as well. Zolis doesn't look like he's doing. He looks very out of form i think norwich has been 
not ideal for both him and Janulis. I think everyone jumped at the idea of the Premier League, but they didn't realize, well, this is one of the worst teams in Premier League history is what I was reading on on some media. I Supposedly they're going for Frank Lampard now to save the day. Um, it's just a difficult situation for them to be in. What are they doing there? I, I don't know. Uh, well, they could break. Uh, they could break uh, Derby's uh, worst record of all time, or worst uh, points tally of all time. But I mean, in, in my in general, Temis Kessaris was absolutely right. This is a team for the future. This is a team for Euro yeah. twenty twenty four. But I just don't think with this manager, I, there's so many limitations. There's so there's so far this manager can take you. I am not convinced. And in all, the only way I can be convinced is if I see some consistency, if we see some wins, if we learn how to beat the uh, the small guys, if we learn how to push, really push for the big result. We didn't see it today in Spain. I need to see consistency. JVS yeah. seems like a, a nice guy and a safe pair of hands. I would love to have him if my team was in danger of relegation, but he's not the guy that's going to push you forward for the big stuff, to qualify for Europe, to win a title or to take it to the World Cup or the Euros, my opinion. Yeah, I I, I agree. I just I think I, I just don't think that there's any other option at this point. I think that's what is going to happen. So we're going to live with it. So what are we going to do? It's not ideal. Well, he's staying. Let's see what happens with Kosovo. Uh, hopefully, yeah. at least we're going to win this. At least we're going to go out on a high mm. like we did last time. Yep. And then it's the Nations League. If Is it if, Nations League or is it Nations League? I don't even there, know the there order. Must be, there must be a Nations League uh, okay. before uh, uh, the next Euros. And we're in Pot C, so that means yes. who knows who's in Pot C. Like It's going to be something ridiculous. I mean, exactly. there's going to be Nations League for the Euros. <laughs> the excuses again, if we don't, like, like Moldova has the best defense we've ever seen will be amazing. But anyway uh with that i think we'll wrap it up everyone it's a tough night don't miss out we're having an interview a live interview with dudu legendary olympiacos midfielder the brazilian the passionate midfielder scored in that cup final against ike just what a player was a fantastic player to watch also is a very nice guy very excited to have him on and you guys can ask your questions to him live on the podcast the first time we're doing a player interview live on the podcast. So tune in for that. Um, if you made it so far, is that what Peter says? If you've made it so far, thank you so much. I think that's what he said. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, we're the Gate 7 International Podcast. We're here after most games. I was ready to go to sleep, not going to lie. I was, I was <laughs> hopping in bed and I was like, "What? what's on Netflix tonight? But I got called out, so we're, we came out. But with that, everyone, I hope you all have a good evening. Disappointing tonight, but it's the Greek national team. It's been 10 years, guys. We've been disappointed for how many years? Come on. We can do with another two. Anyway, with that, ciao, everyone. Bye. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. 
If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INCL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.